What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 57 of Three Guys from the South Side. My name's Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Oh, man. John Rahm himself, the, the, the brother of the Spaniard, coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois. I mean, second semester is almost over with. Co-eds go home for the summer. He's got to be getting down a little bit, but John Rahm's going to pick him up this weekend, hopefully. Boys, how are we doing? Doing well. Um, we've left a lot of – I left a lot of money on the table with the way college basketball played out, so I'm ready to turn over a new leaf and uh, get ready for the Masters. Not a big fan of uh, baseball, but NBA playoffs is coming in too, so we'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks, but – I'm looking forward to recapping college basketball, the final four, what went down, and then I'm um, talking about what we like on golf. And it, it starts with um, John and ends with Rom for me. Dude, it's it's Masters week. It's one of the best weeks of the year. Thursday Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon at the office. If you're if you're not cutting out early to go hit the links yourself, you got to have the second monitor up. You know, you you, you got to have Dottie. You got to have Jim out there. Uh, and, and Vern's usually on what hole thirteen, uh, McAvoy. Dude, right? Vern's lucky that he's not six feet under at this point. I don't even think they wheel him out there for this one. I mean, he gave a couple dribble drives at a bull by during the NCAA tournament. I thought not, I, I'm with you. I, I, I thought maybe he was going to keel over on the spot, but I don't think um, he, no, I don't think he announces anymore. I, maybe he's out there for the masters, but we'll have to see. No, he's gotta be. He was, he did, he did the NCAA tournament. No, he did not. Yes, he did. What yes, games? Did. Merrick, you're like making this up. Mike, no, he not. did not. Mike, he's like he weighs 300 pounds and he's 81 years old. He, he only do does the Masters now, no, and it's doesn't. one hole. If you can find it, I'd bet you all my life savings. Which jokes on you? I don't have a life savings. If you go, yeah. all right, all right, we're we're gonna have to get one of our listeners to. He hasn't to announced basketball since 2018. I think you're lying. I'm not lying. Okay, googled it. <laughs> Oh, this is who was the guy? Him and Mike Small are probably going to be announcing on the third hole. You know. Oh my God, that's the same PGA right there. champion, Mike Small, who was on, who won that uh, Kew Island. We could never oh, forget that one. Never, ne- never, oh, short, never short of jokes God. over there. Davey, Davey's back. Like, Davey was on spring break. And he took a page out of book. Never forget book. Mike's failures. It's just funny, boys. I, I I learned from him though. I learned from mine, unlike you. Um, Dave, Dave, welcome back. Uh, you're you're back in the throw, Naperville. Is that right? Oh yeah, we're we're back at work even too. There in body, at least. Oh, not in spirit. Not in no. spirit at all. Well, gentlemen, I know we had a uh, uh, a little bit of a roller coaster uh, in regards to the NCAA tur- NCAA tournament. Uh, feedback from this Duke game, listeners. If you've been if you've been following along pre tournament, we we did take Duke in our in our Calcutta. All of us had uh, pretty large stakes going into that North Carolina Final Four game. Uh, boys, reactions from that Final Four game? Anything you think Duke should have done differently to get Coach KAW there at the end of the game? Um, this is just like a good reason why I hate college basketball and I just can't handle it anymore. I had Duke, Purdue, and Gonzaga on that side of the bracket, and not even one of them can make it to the title game with the way the brackets played out. It's just extremely unfortunate. Um for me, it comes down to two things that I think that Duke absolutely screwed this up. One, they were up seven right immediately after second half, and they let North Carolina go on an 11-0 run, which was absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe Coach K didn't call a timeout earlier, especially when they gave up the lead to go down one. He let it play out. And then secondly, a big thing for me was 
Duke was up one after Wendell Moore three with about a minute 40 seconds left. And then the refs bailed out RJ Davis after a horrible foul call. That was a bad call. And he made two free throws. And then they made a makeup call to Williams. And Coach K was doing an offensive and defensive sub for Williams and putting Griffin in for Williams on the offensive end. And he didn't do that. And I know these are college kids, and they were definitely nervous out there. Hell, I was nervous watching this game. He long arms a free throw, then completely short ends one. And then Caleb Love takes one of the worst three threes I've ever seen in my life, and North Carolina's up four with less than 30 seconds left, and you know it's over. Duke should have won this game. North Carolina was extremely fortunate in my mind. Like People just played down to their competition, whether it was Baylor, St. Peter's. It was just ridiculous kind of the luck that went into them. Duke left money on the table. I didn't sleep well that night knowing how much we could have won if they just won that game to the title game. And I was telling Hep too, and I told Dave basically is if they lose in the final four, this is going to feel like a failure, even though we won money. If they make the title game, we're happy. But of course, this is just the way it plays out. And of course, everyone and their mother's picking Duke the way this lines up and they lose. So surprise jokes on us, but at least we came away in the green. Yeah. Glass half full. We're still in the green McAvoy. Uh, anything on your own reactions from that Duke game? No, you just you just got to take a deep breath after it because I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we did really well. We played smart. It just it sucks that the bracket fell exactly how we needed it to for Duke, and they just didn't finish the job. And they had it several times. I thought they closed games against Michigan State and against Texas Tech with like pretty much no issue or down the stretch in those last five minutes. And in this situation, they just didn't. North Carolina hit some amazing shots that shouldn't have gone in uh, that Caleb Love won at the end. I'm thinking of the most, but I mean, Brady Manick was just chucking them up, chucking up snow cones that were going in. So it is what it is at this point with it. But I mean, I'm again, happy. I've never been more upset that like we won a good chunk of money just because we felt like we put left so much out there. Yeah. And it, it, it did hurt. I, I was telling awesome uh, game though. They were awesome games. No, they were, they were, they were great games. I was telling I was telling the uh, Dr. Gupta during the game, you know, they were up seven, I think, a couple minutes into the second half. And then you had that turnover by Banchero that he threw it right to Baycott. Baycott gets fouled by Williams. Williams picks up his fourth. I mean, that was just a total momentum swing. And I, I frankly, I'll be honest, I turned the game off with about eight minutes left to go. I just couldn't watch it anymore. Baycott had 21 rebounds. Yeah, completely it was, it was dominated inside. It's it's because Johns and Williams just got into foul trouble early and yeah you know, and and it was it was the first five minutes of the game and they were the most nervous at that point so yeah it, it sucks we lost um, or actually didn't win as much but uh, nonetheless a great college basketball tournament um, one thing I did note I actually didn't watch a minute of the championship game obviously um, I didn't either still, Michael it was it was there's still 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 some pain in there uh, last night but um, and just looking at the box score I mean. Look at Kansas and what they did against Miami and then what they did last night against North Carolina. I mean, they were down big after the first half last night. They were only down, I think, four or five to Miami, uh, what, in the Elite Eight, and they had a monster second half. It's a completely different team in the second half when I was watching uh, you know, some of the highlights from the start of the second half and really all of it last night. I mean, you had to think that once they took that lead from 15 down to like five last night, that, that they were probably going to win that game. But um, again, I didn't watch any of it. It's just kind of what I took away from the highlights at uh, a pretty, pretty special bill self uh, Kansas team that won it. 
It's a shame yeah. too because we liked them earlier in the year, Mike. We should have just thrown a future on them with that max ticket. That 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 night that we had it. Yeah, we should have taken a hundred of and thrown it on him. Yeah, they were not the sexy pick. I'm not a fan of Bill Self. Honestly, I think if San Diego State didn't fucking choke against Creighton, they would have gave Kansas a run for their money in the second round. But um, they were the most consistent team. They had seniors, upperclassmen. They never got rattled. Um, yeah, props to Bill Self. Props to Kansas. The better team won last night. And, they handled um, everybody. They didn't have that easy of a road. They played some tough teams, and they handled everybody. Yeah, I think the only thing I will say, though, is with Kansas, they had a great draw, and then also Villanova was playing shorthanded with Moore, who tore his Achilles, and then also Baycott was not 100% when they played them. But, hey, that's the way these single elimination tourney work, tourneys work. This is Bill Self's eighth time he's been a one seed, second national title. So there you go. Have you guys, Do you guys have a decent tournament overall? Um, so I didn't bet on the individual games, and even with this Calcutta, I end up in the red because Purdue and Gonzaga can't even make the freaking Final Four for me to be able to hedge. So yeah. just like the way this tournament played out, I did not bet a lot of college basketball this season. I'm not going to again just because I can't handle these individual games where these players piss down their leg when the going gets tough. It's just too much for me. Oh, it happens bet- all the time. There's a bad beat every night. Yeah, yeah I, bet one, I bet one game, one of the Wisconsin, the second-round game for Wisconsin – and they didn't cover by half a point, and I decided from that moment on I'm not. And it came down to miss free throws at the end. I decided I'm 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 not doing that. Let the money ride that we had out there and stay in the black. Yeah, I think the thing is like golf's coming up, football, and then maybe I'll throw a few few futures on at the beginning of the year just to keep myself occupied. I wish that one guy would do that season long pool again from Pennsylvania, but who knows what happened to him? I'm definitely um, I'm definitely going to be thinking about. Uh, Thinking about the NHL playoffs coming up here too, but hey, last thing on the NCAA tournament, um, and, and this is one I, I'm I'm always curious to get people's thoughts, considering you know all the speculation around how college playoffs should be sh- structured. If you guys were to make any change to the tournament and the structure, the format, number of teams, whatever, what would it be? Dave, start with you. So I actually got this. I think Rothstein is the one that says that it should be like this. You should make every single automatic qualifier not have to play a playing game. Make all the playing games like those at-large bids that are, are towards the end. Um, so you get two really, really – or you would get four really, really good games. Like the we had Rutgers-Notre Dame in that first four. You would have four really good games those first two nights. And the other thing they should try to do more of is one of the issues I had with the bracket this year, and I think a lot of people did, was – that lower left side, the 7-10 matchup with San Francisco versus Murray State. You want to see those awesome mid-major schools play like a middle-of-the-road uh, high-major school. I don't like yeah. it when they have two mid-major, like tie, high-end mid-major teams playing each other. You want to see these mid-majors play the guys who typically don't want to play them during the preseason because they're worried about having a bad loss on their resume. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's, a, that's an interesting take. Uh, boys? Honestly, for me, I I think like I would get rid of the playing games for the mid-majors and um, power conferences. I think 68 teams is too many. 64 is fine. There's definitely a quality issue going on. Like this was the lowest scoring NCAA tournament, I think, in maybe like 20 years. And they keep moving the shot clock down. So in theory, you get more possessions and you'll score more points. But that's not the case. So I would cut it down back to 64. And then I'm with Dave, too. I think it was a shame Murray State and San Francisco were – was probably the best game played in round one next to St. Peter's in Kentucky. And then it was a shame one of those teams had to go home and couldn't face a high major in the second round. 
Hot takes. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's move to the tee box. The Masters at Augusta. What do we got? First round action coming to you live. Is uh, I know there were practice rounds uh, yesterday, Monday, the 4th, and today the 5th. Is tomorrow the par 3? Yeah, that's weather permitting, though. So it's supposed to be some pretty nasty storms again. So um, a lot of golfers who are golfing masters like the first handful of times or like their first time out here, they're not really going to be getting a whole lot of feel for the course. So it's kind of an advantage for more experienced players like Tiger Woods, DJ, Matsuyama, even though he's unhealthy, Xander and Rom. So that will be something interesting to just pan out or even Rory for that matter. Um, so it's experience kind of does matter here in my opinion. And with the weather, things going on, the course is going to be soft on Thursday with all this rain. And on Monday, I heard it was playing really fast. So these golfers who haven't really played um, Augusta quite a bit, it's kind of going to be a little shakeup for them going from Monday to Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What do you guys think about Tiger? Um, I think it's fine. And I think it's great for somebody like me who absolutely loves John Rahm. JT and Tiger have been getting all the media. Everyone is picking JT to win this. And I have, I'm kind of surprised with it, but then again, everyone is talking about Tiger and Tiger obviously can handle the pressure. So I think that's good for guys like Rom, Scheffler, Rory, who's trying to win his career grand, grand slam. We're just kind of flying under the table right now. And it's good for golf. More people would be watching. Um, so I think it's exciting. I don't know what to expect from him. I think it's weird how to bet the cut now because if you're 10 strokes back, you make the cut. It's not just the um, top 50 players now. So I'd stay away from any Tiger props in my opinion. Yeah, he's 68 to 1 is what I'm looking at right now. I don't think I, – I, I wouldn't touch it. But, I mean, just, just the allure around the fact that he's playing. I mean, the amount of people surrounding him on the first tee box yesterday on his practice round was unbelievable. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, – Floating around the internet, but uh, Dave, what are you excited about for the Masters? Uh, you know, any? I, well, let's just, let's just jump into picks here. Um, I, I've got uh, I've got three or three or four that I'd I'd like to you know get out there. But we'll start with you. Uh, any anyone on the card that you're like, hey, let's well, let's go out and put put a little bit of dough on these guys to win it. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it goes without saying that Tiger Woods drives the narrative of this entire tournament. It's going to be awesome that he's out there all together. But I don't think anyone that is an actual like smart better should put any money on that guy. I'd be absolutely stunned if he makes the cut. You never really know, though. It's still Tiger fucking Woods. Um, should be a ton of fun to watch either way. Uh, a couple guys that have a little bit longer odds that I really like that I already have action on. You guys know that Patrick Cantlay has been my guy. I've been talking about him all year uh, with you guys, so I'm, I'm on him again for a free play. Uh, he's up to 25-1. to 1. DraftKings has some shit odds. Me and Blaze have talked about. They have shit odds for a lot of these guys, so you should look at other books if you're trying to get better odds on these guys, like Tiger Woods, for example, is at 40-1 to 1 on here. Uh, another guy with a little bit longer odds that has been playing really well all season, I think, is Daniel Berger. Um, he's 40 to one. Those are a little bit longer. And I, I think that he's a little bit better of a golfer than that. If you're, if you've been watching golf at all too, you know, that Scotty Scheffler has been the best golfer on the planet. He's been so goddamn good in all of these tournaments. So I, I'm not going to end up betting on him just cause I don't think that he's got the experience to win here yet, but him at 12 to one, like, I think he should probably be the favorite cause he's been the best golfer all year. I mean, yeah, he's, he's right now 15 to one. Favorite still Rom, uh, almost almost nine to one is what I'm seeing him at. Boys, is 
Are you seeing some more odds for him? Yeah. So if you go to points bet, Scheffler is about 16 to one and Rom's 11 to one and JT opened at 14 and now he's down to 11. Everyone 11, yeah. in the media, sports gambling media, and a lot of people like us are picking Thomas. I think you stay away. And I got an interesting fact here for you. So the last 20 rounds John and Rom has played at the Masters, his shots gained off the tee is the best compared to any other golfer that has played five rounds there. So, for example, basically John Rahm versus the average person in the Masters, they're automatically going to have four strokes gained off the tee without even hitting an iron shot, with the exception of Rory, Brooks, Berger, and Johnson. So that's a huge advantage for them. And also John Rahm, I'm a big person of seeing how things carried over from last year. He had his kid. He wasn't able to practice a lot. He came into the Masters, I think he showed up on Wednesday, and he still came and he still ended tied for fifth without any practice going into the Masters. He has his whole he took the week off last week. I think his putting's getting a little better. His irons are going to be key. I love John Rahm 11 to 1. I put quite a bit of money on him. Another player I like too is Xander who's riding under the table. I think people are kind of burnt out betting on him because they think he's going been winning a major for the past 3 years. He hasn't yet. And just also another player I took a tiny flyer on was Terrell Hatton. He's a lefty. Lefties kind of do somewhat well at this course. Bubba Watson's won it twice. Phil Mickelson. So I think Terrell Hatton's playing a lot better golf than he was in 2021 and kind of picked up where he left off going into 2020. He's a player at 60 to 1 I got on points bet. So those are my three long shots. And then just another play I'm probably going to do is Rom top 10 plus 120 going into the Masters to finish top 10. Um, he's never finished um, lower than um, 10th place in his last four appearances at the Masters. So I really like that play too. And I think it's going to continue on. And I take that play over a head-to-head matchup with someone like Hovland, Scheffler, or Thomas, because that could get a little weird. But you know Rom will be very consistent and get that top 10. So you can kind of just double your – kind of get your money back right there and then um, – hundred percent ROI. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, I kind of going back, Dave, I like your, I like your play on Cantlay. I, you know, obviously he's done fairly well four top tens um, already this year. He's got a second place finish, but I think the big thing for this guy is the fact that he's fifth on tour and putting inside of 10 feet. He's got a 91% conversion rate inside of 10 feet, which is absolutely disgusting. Boys, you mentioned it. It's going to be pretty wet. Um, and, and look, if, if you're going to give yourself a 10 foot putt, you know, look, I, 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 I like those odds uh, again with, with him. Um, I think he's what I, yeah, you said 15 or wait. Um, no, I got him at 23 to one. Dave, what'd you, what'd you say you were looking at? Can't wait at he's 25 to one on DraftKings If you want 25, just, right. it's just another uh, thing though. You just got to shop your odds for this. Don't just jump on it when you first see it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How about I, I, what I, about what about your boy who won you the big money, uh, Cameron Smith? You gotta like I'm, him. Oh, hundred percent. I, I gotta put a little. I gotta put a little bit of money on him, right? Like he's been playing two wins already this year. Um, the boys you mentioned, Hovland. I I, I don't hate him either. Um, you know, he's got four top tens uh, already this year, which is fantastic for him. I think the the big thing that stands out with him too is putting. Um, you know, he's fourth in birdie or better conversion already, and then. Look, if if I'm gonna put a flyer on anybody, I think he's thirty to one. Um, I, I'm gonna take Will Zalatoris, the 25 year old psych major from Wake Forest. Go Deeks! He finished second last year. He's already got three top tens this year. One second place finish. He's ninth on tour in in, in Gers. Uh, putting for him is 
not great, but you guys you are better that, putters than Will's Altoris. That's all I'll say, Eric. You talk about Cantley's putting. Altoris is basically the complete opposite. He's got the it, yips. When I know. The putts inside five. I know. He's he, his, his putting's not strong by any means, but when you're ninth in Gers, you give your chance. You give yourself a great chance to at least par the hole, right? Um, and and again, he he doesn't have. I think he's you know in the in the definitely the top half, not the top quarter uh, uh, percentile of. Uh, the, the amount of players on tour par or better, but um, yeah, I 30 to one. I, I, I like it again. This is kind of, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of, it's coming out party last year, uh, right. At, at Augusta. So yeah, he still hasn't um, won an event yet, but he's been right up there and playing really well. He's got a beautiful swing. Um, it's a shame Hideki's not coming in healthy. He's got a botched neck. I'd really like him to be able to run it back. He's been playing some great golf this year before he got hurt, dating back all the way to the Olympics. And he already won um, a tournament this year. But it's unfortunate he's not healthy. And kind of when you win the Masters, you kind of have to do a bunch of bullshit and retail politics. So your focus isn't exactly always on the course. But I don't think he's going to be a factor, basically, is what I'm saying this year, unfortunately. Yeah. One other thing about Cantlay really quick. Um, he has uh, the fewest putts in both the first and third rounds on average uh, already this year, which obviously day one, get out to a good start. Day three, moving day. Um, I like him, depending on his on where he's at on the leaderboard, take a look because if, if he has another big Saturday going into Sunday, I like his odds to, I like his odds to, to win. So um, what else? Anything else on the Masters? Those? Um, I just want to see again. This is kind of like more of a psych thing for me betting. Like, Rom has been paired with Rory and Reed in all these majors, and I think it's horrible. Rory is a shitty golfer to pair with in tee times, and Patrick Reed sucks too. So, I think Rom is a really good draw. He's with Will Zalatoris and somebody else I can't remember, and he also avoids the shit show with Tiger. He was paired with Tiger in 2019, so that was something that you just kind of not expecting to play with all these people following you around, everyone cheering for him. You're the villain. I really like the late tea time that Rom has on Thursday, early tea time on Friday. The winds are going to be 19 to 20 miles an hour on the back end when he's already going to be in the clubhouse. So once again, I, th I know I'm a huge Rom guy. His putting has been absolutely horrendous this year, but he has the stats that back up how well he's played on the masters. I think he's going to be able to put it all together. And really, I do not think it's going to be close. It's going to be something like Kadecki last year. Dude, it's awesome. I texted you guys earlier, or I texted you, Blaze. Uh, the late tee times, the first threesome at uh, 141, so 1241 our time, Zala Torres, Rom, Cantley, and then the threesome right after them is Spieth, Hovland, and Choffley. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, and then I, the, I, final, I, the final one's Fitzpatrick, Kepka, and Rory. Like, those are awesome golfers at the end of the day. What's McElroy at? Rory? 15 to 1 is way yeah. too inflated to do anything. You'll be better off betting him live after the first round when he shoots yeah. like even and he's like 25 to 30. Yeah, no, it's a good draw. I, I think it's exciting. I also don't have class on Friday, so I can wake up early and watch Rom um, hit all 18. So that'll be good. That's what, awesome. time's, what time's early? Like noon? No, he's, he's going to be teeing off Friday morning, like at 7 a.m. Uh, our time, maybe earlier. Rom? I love this. My, yeah, my, he's like the third to go off on Thursday, and then he's going to be one of the first people to go on Friday. Oh, Friday, yeah. Friday, it'll be, it'll be early. I love this. They've got the top 10, top five players to, to odds to finish in that. Top American, top continental European, top European, top rest of the world, top Great Britain and Irish players. 
A lot of different props out there. I love this. Oh, yeah, two guys, two guys that I'm going to, I have flyers on to make the uh, top five are uh, Hoagie. Who's just been like out of nowhere this year. You like that guy. He's been fun to follow. He's been hot. Dave won JJ spawn last I week. I know I won JJ spawn last week. I bet him on Friday night. Uh, and he, dude, he opened the final round with a double bogey. And I know, I saw that. Out that was pretty impressive. He was, dude, he was putting like Cam Smith. It was incredible. So I had to throw a flyer on both those guys. I'm only gonna throw five bucks on both of them to make the top five. It's what like it's pretty, to make the top five like a hundred to one. He was like seventy five to one. That Holy cow! Right. Yeah, to make the top five, which he should be. It's his first Masters. Yeah, like I, I put a little coin on Molinari a hundred to one, but if he wins, man, I'll be pretty wealthy. Yeah. I took th- throughout the throughout the tournament as like I was hitting bets. I was just throwing little flyers out on masters and golf bets and then a couple of MLB bets. So I've got a shitload of like two and three and four dollar ones on some old long shots. Um, but I, I did run with you for a little bit, Blaze. Uh, I like Dustin Johnson a lot here again because he actually played really well at uh, the match play event a couple weeks ago. And I mean, he won it here in 2020. He set the course record. Well, yeah, that was completely different weather circumstances. I understand that. Yeah, and he's no been playing. He's that. been playing a lot better. I, I think like the thing with me and Molinari is like I'm hoping he's doing well and I can kind of cash out and maybe double my money if he's like if his odds get cut down to like thirty to one on a Friday when I'm not doing anything. I'm just buying my laptop. That's what's nice about points bet. You can cash the money out um, mid round, unlike other sports books with golf. So that's kind of nice. That is nice. Yeah, because I remember I was up in Michigan. And Rom was like, I put a grand on him, 10 to 1. And his cash out going into the 18th hole was like $7,600. I'm like, should I fucking do this? Should I fucking do this? Or should I let it ride? And I'm like, and I let it ride, thank God. You know what I couldn't let ride was that Louis Oosthuizen crippling. What, what, what was that, the, the PGA a couple years ago? Or? Oh, I think that was the Open that, for you, Merrick. Yeah, it was the Open. Yes, it was the Open. Was well, the I Venmoed open. you 100 bucks for winning the pool. If you want me to put 100 bucks on somebody for you instead... Venmo me back and I'll do it for you if you want. Cause you're no, going to be getting, no, you're going to be getting shitty ass odds from Grand Rapids. No, dude, I, I'm not actually, by the way, I got that, got that, uh, that Cam Smith package coming tomorrow. I can nice. tell it looks like a new shirt, dude. No, no, no. I oh, did. you I haven't gotten with, it yet. I went with the boys though. I, I want, I want buttons all the way up. That's how it's done. I, got I mean, dude, we like should be getting our, uh, we should be getting our Calcutta package in the next. Yeah. Like, how long does that too. take? How I don't know. We take? usually just send money. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. <laughs> will you be in it next year? Yeah, I probably will. I'll just let you and Hep ride again. But I think one thing I'd like to do next year for that is I would like to get like two one seeds, do what that one team did that took Arizona and Gonzaga, because usually that's how it works. Well, this go is, for, go for the Hep, jugular. Dude, I told you, me and Hep have already had this conversation. Like coming into this year, we said middling teams is kind of who we were going to target. I think some of the big guns next year in this pool are going to be worried because they got fucking smoked this year. 1,000%. And they're not – I don't think the pot's going to go up that much. I think it's going to stay stagnant. That's so do I. Opinion. It's going to stay right around we, here, we, and I we think came we can in jump third. In. We came in third substantially less than um, second and first place. Well, yeah, I'll, because it's it's so backhead. It's so backloaded. I know, I know. So, I know. But wins like, are wins. We can't – But what know, I'm saying is right. a lot of people lost a lot of money, so, like, it's a good thing for us. But us coming in third place, I'm going to have to send this – like, this is my new favorite meme I send to people. So, after this, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. It's hard to explain. Verbal meme? Yeah. Well, no, especially in a podcast. Maybe okay. I'll just send it to you guys right now. 
But yeah, that's it. Do we want to talk about hockey or I'm I'm not in the loop on baseball yet. I'm sorry, Dave. No, well, no, well, well, no. Baseball futures. You got to bet them in the next day or two because opening day is Thursday. The only teams that I absolutely love, and I talked to Mullen again today. I already liked him, and he absolutely thinks he's in love with them. The Blue Jays, I think, are going to win the AL East. What? Uh, yeah, dude, their lineup is absolutely loaded. Another bet I like for that team, George Springer, if he stays healthy all year. I also have him on my fantasy team, so full disclosure. Uh, he's like 35 to one to lead the league in, uh, in runs. I like that bet. And, um, I like the, the blue Jays you can do to win like the AL at like, I think they're up to like, like eight to one or so, but I think they're going to win it all. I really do. They're that good. Their lineup is completely fucking loaded. God, I just don't, I don't know. Like you saw the white Sox last year. Those guys could hit the piss out of the ball and then playoff time comes. Everyone's running their aces back to back and they couldn't hit. I just. I think the White Sox are going to have the exact same season this year as they had last year. They're going to win about 94, 95 games. They'll make the playoffs and probably lose. So the the there's six teams in each league that make the playoffs this year. It's like the old NFL playoffs where it's like two buys for the one and two, and then four through or uh, three through six have to play each other in best of three series. I would almost guarantee right now that the White Sox make one of those best of three series and lose in two, like get swept two nothing. Yeah, it just feels like that type of team again. No, I think it's good. Like, they got rid of that Garcia guy who I think shouldn't have been playing last year. No, they, they got... didn't. Leroy Garcia, they re-signed his ass. Well, don't they have Pollock going to be playing outfield full-time? I think that's an upgrade. Yeah, but they're probably going to have Leroy at fucking second. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, that Kimbrel trade kind of really backfired on them after the way things played out last year. Yeah, what it is what it is. We'll see how they are. I mean, I'm, I'm really optimistic. The rest of the AL Central has gotten a yeah, lot better. Yeah, the Tigers better. are a year away. I don't know what the hell happened with Minnesota last year. Who knows if they're going to recover, but we'll see they how got, it goes. They got Carlos Correa. They went after it, so. Yeah, I still think the Tigers are a year away, but no, that's talking baseball on three guys on the south side. I also think the Cubs are going to be fucking terrible. I know that's not a hot take, but. Dude, their owners are trying to buy Chelsea, and half the Chelsea's fans are already in revolt because they don't want this guy to buy it because they know that he's not going to spend the money to win. He's going to do the bare minimum and cash them checks. That's right, but they might get a fancy new uh, TV network out of it. Yeah, that's true, and then who does that benefit? The Ricketts. It'll be funny how that goes. Yeah, Cubs are going to stink. Sox are going to be sweet. I mean, I'll go to a couple already- games again. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, maybe 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 another uh, a face off on the mound, Dave, here at the ballpark at Arlington. I mean, my arm can only handle so many new rings, you know. That's <laughs> yeah, the only way you're gonna beat me is if they put all my old championship rings from destroying you in the speed pitch on that my left hand. Oh, it, I just looked. Point. The White Sox are gonna be playing in Houston in the middle of June. Okay, I'll probably go to a game. Why not Minute Maid? That'd be cool. It would be cool. What we is it a weekend? Uh, I don't know. I think it actually might be Father's Day weekend. Oh, that's Omaha weekend. It's seventeenth wow. and nineteenth. It's a weekend, so I'm assuming it's Father's Day. That's Father's Wait. Day. It's the weekend of the College World Series. Ah, I'll come down, boys. I'll come down and see you. It'd be fun. I mean, it's going to be 130 degrees, so why the fuck not? You can yeah. drive down there. What's the what's the distance there? It's three hours. No, it's not three hours. It's like four, four and a half. No not way. the way Mike. Not the way Mikey drives. It's only two. No, buckle up for safety. Hey, Dave, Dave, talk, talk about, talk a little bit really quick before you sign off about that sign you saw in Florida. What sign? The one oh, Blaze, I sent it to Merrick. It was my, it was our last day there. 
<clears throat> this one bar on the beach didn't have straws because they were protecting the turtles. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. So you couldn't wear your mask either. Well, no, no one was wearing masks in Florida, and you were all outside. It was great. That's no actually wearing, funny. No one was. No one's wearing masks here. Yeah, I know. No one's wearing masks here either. It's, nice. it's over. It's over. It's, you have to wear it on the plane. That's it. And even at the airport, half the people don't have them on because you just like can be like pretending like you're drinking something, and no one cares anymore. We made no. it. No, no, no. So they no. actually, this is interesting though. They actually have the 2021 final round of the Masters on. I've got it on in the background here. And it's weird because there's not that many people out on the course. I've totally forgot that they had limited attendance last year. It'll be fun with everybody back there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Oh, just another thing too that kind of hit me. Like I was going to watch the game on Monday night and then I didn't because one, it hit me again that, um, how big of an opportunity Illinois fucked up last year to win it all by losing to Loyola. Thank you, Brad Underwood. And then how much it kind of sucked last year without there being no fans to like enjoy how good that Illinois basketball season was. Like yeah. the atmosphere at the final four in New Orleans looked amazing. It yeah, did. It was cool. It looked it really did. cool. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to have to be a bucket list item. Cause I don't know. If I think Illinois it's I, make it. like, I think it was 10 years ago. It was the last time it was in New Orleans. They need to like, just run it back with like them, Vegas, Indy, Indy and like somewhere else and just call it a night. Hopefully Chicago in a couple of years when they build a new stadium in Arlington. Yeah. Oh that'd my be God. Sweet. They're not going to have a, f- you- why wouldn't they have a final four? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Are the McCaskies actually going to pay for a dome stadium? They have to. Buffalo's no not choice. doing it. Buffalo's building a brand new outdoor stadium. Yeah. Buffalo paid for that though. Well, that's what's going to happen to Arlington Heights and Illinois. I don't live in Arlington Heights though. So it's not a big deal. You don't yeah, live you in Arlington Maple, Heights though. yet. I have quite a few college buddies who already moving out, who already moved out there. It's kind of funny, but um, yeah. Other than that, you know, we're getting go Rom. To... That's what I'm saying. If Rom wins, um, I will have a fun summer in Houston. Yeah, hey Mikey, I saw that. I thought the hockey playoffs were like right around the corner because I haven't been following hockey at all. Um, it's not until like the first weekend of May. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so everyone's got, got like t- I think like ten games left. Something oh, like two of my two of my drunken flyer bets that I put out there. Uh, one was I threw ten bucks on the Vegas Knights at twenty-two to one to win it all. They're not even in the playoffs right now, but they've got Eichel. You never know. Um, and you've uh, done that BU team. That BU team. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, the other one, shout out Chu. He's gonna have to come on and talk to me out of it. I put ten bucks on the Kings. The Kings were like sixty to one or something outrageous, and they're in the playoffs right now. Wow. I, it was an outrageous bet. I had to take it. They got that dirtbag Lemieux running around hitting everybody. He's pretty Slowed? good. Though. Yeah, yeah, Cla- yeah, Claude's kid. Really? Yeah. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Interesting. That dirtball. That'll um, be fun, though. That's like first week of May, so that'll be a fun week because it's uh, that'll start up, and then it's the derby, and we're going. me and Coops are going to Austin for uh, Pat's bachelor party, so that'll be a hoot. And then I get to beat you up. Where is down, that at? Up and down the That's... golf course for a week. Yeah, then we're going to Piners. Where's the bachelor party at? It's in Austin. Nice. Yeah, so it should be a good time. So I'm taking my next test like on May 4th, and then all that shit will start happening. And then what, I think I might regret. out about the second one? Uh, next Wednesday morning. So I'm not nervous anymore, though, because now that I passed the first one, that's the hardest one. Like, 
my biggest nerves were that I was going to take it and get like a 40 and I was going to freak the fuck out and I was just going to quit. But now I'm like, nah, I can pass these motherfuckers. I got 18 months now. I'll do it. How the hell are you getting to Pinehurst, Raleigh? We're going to Raleigh. We have to figure out our flights again too, Mikey, because our flight back got moved and bumped and our flight back doesn't leave until like seven at night. We don't get home home until like 1130, which isn't going to fly. We're going to die. Well, I'm just going to have to like, I'm just going to have to call in sick. I'm not going home with you guys anyway, so. It's true. I'm I'm flying out there with you though. So yeah, I think we're um, keeping the same one out there. We'll have to we'll have to double check, but I mean that's that's all of a sudden getting within countdown range. Yeah. What is even yeah. to do out there? Are you guys staying on the course? Yeah, it's like a big property. It's Pinehurst, North Carolina. That's all there is is golf. It's the cool thing is though we we're there Thursday through Sunday, Blaze, and it's the PGA Championship that weekend. So th- that golf will be on everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's in like May. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking Davy dials right down the center. Well, folks. Oh, oh, I bought a new driver. Not a new driver. I bought one offline. I made the same mistake twice. So we'll see how Why? this one goes. Because Duke didn't win the fucking championship. If they won the championship, <laughs> I would have gotten fitted. There it is, Coach K. You fucking heard it here. You're I'm the reason why Dave's going to lose at Every time I slice that fucking thing. <laughs> You can boy. You can boy. Mark Williams. Exactly. Time. I'm gonna be like fucking Mark Williams with your free throw. <laughs> oh God! If and if I had to look one more time at Armando Baycott, dude, just going. How about <laughs> how about the floor moving underneath his foot and him rolling his ankle yesterday? Oh my God! That actually <laughs> happens quite a bit. They do that for like people's knees, but it yeah, just backfired. It did look bad though. It didn't look good for the NCAA. No, that wasn't good. That really wasn't good. All right, boys. This was fun. Yeah, good to match? catch up. We'll be texting, yeah. and I'm I'm sure I'll end up throwing more money in the account to bet something live. I got like I got like thirty guys in the fucking field with money on them. If none of them are in it, I'm gonna be really bad. Boys, I'm sending you my tickets. You you can post them on the Twitter. Uh, we'll post them up, folks. On uh, uh, we'll post them up on the Instagram as well here uh, for the Masters. We're gonna post them tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna get them in by noon. We're gonna post them tomorrow afternoon. And we're going to wait and see what happens. It's going to be a fun weekend of golf. And it you know, honestly, Sunday is going to be the best nap. It's the best nap of the year. I don't care who you are. It's the best nap of the year. Waking up at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and they're coming up, what, 13, 14? The leaders are. So it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a great weekend. So, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Catch everybody next week. Good luck. Have a game. Peace. Don't you cry no more